This is Surviving Ministry, conversations designed to help you last longer and grow stronger in ministry. I'm your host, Seth Stevens. I felt that passion for lost people. I really, I, I enjoyed share what I was uh, uh, reading from the New Testament. I think you, ne- you, you never could be prepared for the ministry. God, God also teaching me and my wife as well the lessons. Okay, so we don't have a tomorrow. We don't hold tomorrow. We have only today. So today you have your daughter. You, today you have your family. Today you have me. So this is all what you need. Today we are talking with my good friend Slajan about his conversion, about Serbian orthodoxy, about his entrance into ministry and wanting to quit. We'll talk about how his daughter's cancer opened the door for greater ministry. We'll also talk about how important it is to reconnect with God in the midst of ministry. Get ready. Here we go. I'm here today uh, with Slaja Milinkovic. He serves uh, overseas in a variety of settings. Slaja, tell us uh, what country you serve in and what ministries are you involved with over there? Okay, thank you so much for having me here today. So my name is Slajan. I know for many people it's hard to pronounce my name, but uh, this is how it is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Slajan, so I'm from Serbia. In Serbia, this is a common name, so yeah. And uh, Serbia is Southeast Europe, uh, former Yugoslavia country. So I live very close to the capital of Serbia, Belgrade, and uh, serve there as a as a director, rector of the Bible School, Hub Bible School in Belgrade, but uh, also uh, as a Hub ministry, it's not only the Bible School. We uh, we are helping other churches. We are planting the church. We uh, now, what does Who stand for? Uh, sorry, the, you said the the Who Hub. Yes, Hub. Uh, yes, which is Hub. Uh, we call the Hub, which is short name of the Christian Trust Belgrade. In Serbian, uh, sounds like this is the name of organization. So that's okay. uh, that's what we call this Hub Bible School. Yes. Okay. So in Serbian, makes sense more than in English. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but in English, Hub means something like hub. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but also that there is a sense in that as well. So so this is our ministry. So we serve as a Hub. We serve the whole evangelical community across Balkan region so yeah so the bible school exists since uh, 1996 this is the time when the bible schools were formed and that was in uh, yugoslavia time and at that time that was only bible school operating in the whole region of uh, yugoslavia at that time just in the middle of war and many things was happening and uh, one couple from the uk came to serbia and they started the bible school because it was uh, needed for the region in that time they will share the gospel with many refugees and uh, because of no access of any bible training in that time even from christians but also for the new believers so they they thought it will be beneficial for uh, for uh, for the country and for this region in general to have the Bible school program for for them, but that vision was very in the first year already was spread out through all evangelical communities. So so we have uh, students from all kinds of of backgrounds uh, regarding evangelical backgrounds. Mm. Well, speaking of backgrounds, mm-hmm. uh, how did you come to Christ? Were you born into a Christian home? 
Mm. Or did you come to Christianity through a different way? Yeah. I can explain a little bit about uh, uh, background of Serbia. S- Serbia, it's uh, like five, uh, 85% of population in Serbia is Orthodox Christians, which is uh, it's more like a, a Greek Orthodox Church. This, okay. uh, and, uh, but majority of people in Serbia, actually, they don't know uh, the Bible. They don't read the Bible. And, uh, and I was ra- born and raised in a, in a Christian Orthodox family. Yeah. And I would go to the church on regular basis, which means a couple of times a year. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then, uh, uh, yeah, but I never, I never had the opportunity to hear the gospel, to mm. read the Bible or to anything. Even I believe in the existence of God, which is somehow I just, I, I would pray to God on my own, and yeah. I was try to find God in somehow, uh, and uh, but yeah, I still wasn't able to find anywhere. I would go to even to monastery to the places, uh, and then I will you know they I will ask questions. They will tell me okay, do this, go there. There yeah. are some places, and or or earn Holy Father prayer in Old Slovenian language so God understand this language better. Uh, Those kind of stuff. Kind so ritual rituals yeah. and uh, and somebody will tell me oh, you are too young uh, live your life on your own and uh, and then when you become uh, older you can, you will find out yeah. what you should do but i was def- desperately lost and i was seeking for god everywhere and uh, even like my lifestyle was sinful but still i and i was uh, i was empty in my heart but i still believed in existence of god but god was Someone who is just far, far away from me and my life, mm. and uh, and uh, and then uh, uh, in, when I was eighteen years old, I got uh, that like small blue Gideon Bible, a yeah. New Testament really? from my colleague actually, and he gave it to me, and uh, and I don't know why I didn't know any evangelical, I didn't know any the existence of evangelical churches or someone who reads the Bible or something like that. So yeah. in, in my my world at that time, I I, bo- I was born in I live in central Serbia. That it was pretty much small, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I didn't know anything about Christianity at all. So I just got this new small uh, blue New Testament and start reading, mm-hmm. but. When I opened that to read, I somehow I believed this must be because I I desperately seeking for truth. Yeah. So when I start reading, I uh, I believe that this must be something. Then and then I should believe. Yeah. And uh, and then, but in very very ver- first like uh, reading of of the New Testament, I uh, quickly I found out uh, found out about what who Jesus is mm-hmm. and uh, and then like he's approaching towards people and how actually he's not he wasn't far away from people mm. as a son of God and mm-hmm. uh, and very quickly I understand and actually you know Jesus uh, I could I could rely on Jesus I could have faith in Jesus and uh, and quickly why I was devouring all the New Testament and uh, <laughs> yeah. reading and uh, like hours and hours a day and uh, and remembering the verses because this uh, the, the the New Testament becomes something alive to my life but not only that I it start changing my life as well. Mm. Even before I said before I I would name that. I didn't know yeah. any names for like conversion and things like that. This is like completely unknown things for me. But when I uh, I I just yeah. Uh, 
start seeing the things in my life that I should change, I could change. And uh, I start for the first time, I started to to pray to Jesus and uh, and I will write my prayers and I will write about, uh, you know, who, uh, thank you for saving my life. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for yeah. uh, forgiveness that I could have in you and, and all those kind of stuff that actually I just found in the New Testament. Mm. So that was... Uh, that was in 1998, okay. and, uh, and, uh, and 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 later on, I I met some other people who uh, who actually also have uh, same uh, uh, re- uh, they read read the Bible and they have yeah. connection with uh, with the Baptist Church. And later, I found about the church in Serbia. But in the beginning, uh, I already start sharing the message of the Bibles to my friends, to everyone around me. And uh, I believe that everybody will believe because it was something. What was the reaction yeah. of the people around you when they began to see these changes in your yeah. life? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was yeah, because my, my, my reaction while I was reading the New Testament was this must, everybody must hear that yeah. and see that this is something that everybody should read yeah. because it's it's so it's amazing and then my my thought was they will accept they'll have know. the same reaction yeah same yeah. and then i start sharing to my friends and they will they start thinking i'm I, i'm i'm get, i'm getting crazy you know <laughs> or i remember like i remember my brother he tell me he told me this is like my some kind of new phase then i have to go through yeah <laughs> and uh, and so that's in in the beginning i realized then actually it's not that easy mm. and uh, and i will go with my friends even at night and uh, i but i i was i was like at uh, uh like uh, on the, in the bars and i would sit with them and so i i in the beginning i just couldn't sit there anymore i i felt like i'm i should go away i cannot be there i mm. i uh, it, it just my completely perspective on my life has changed at that time you know i yeah. just feels that i'm I'm a sinner, and uh, I I'm received the forgiveness of God, and my life's needs actually needs a different direction. So, and uh, and uh, somehow God just just led me in uh, in His direction. So, I'm very grateful for that. But uh, but in 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 the beginning, I realized then uh, then all nations uh, needs uh, the gospel. Yeah. And uh, or needs to read the Bible, needs to have access to the Bible. So this is actually this is how I found my faith in Jesus, and this is actually the answer for people in Serbia and the Balkan region. Region, they need they need to hear the gospel, they need to read the Bible, they need to just to hear uh, about Jesus, and this is the way how they could be saved. Now in Yugoslavia was a, a Soviet satellite mm-hmm. state as well, wasn't it? Not was uh, it was a communist, it was but it communist. was yes, okay. it uh, not uh, it was completely away from this uh, this kind of uh, uh, Soviet uh, yeah this, e- even Soviet influence because they, well because they actually did pretty well at warding off the Nazis themselves oh and yes gain, yes gained yes. some level of autonomy during yes, that they, era. Yes, and they, they completely was uh, away from this influence of the Soviet Union, yeah. even like... So uh, was and, it... Uh, but, uh, but the ruler 
you know, it was a communist country, yeah. a ruler was Tito, and uh, it was yeah. a freedom at that time, actually pretty mm. good freedom for the, even for uh, churches. Uh, and uh, and uh, Well, that's, it, that's what I was going to ask. Was it kind of an atheistic communism uh, like yes. the Soviets, or was it different uh, in It Yugoslavia? was a, a very much secular, and okay. uh, a secular uh, place uh, with freedom to do, uh, to express your faith on your own. Okay. So that was it. So it wasn't you wasn't you weren't able to preach the gospel on the street, which is mm-hmm. still you can you are not able to do oh, that. Really? Yeah. And uh, but now I think we, for us as a, many evangelicals uh, uh, will will consider now is much harder than it how it was in a communist time because uh-huh. the things changed and uh, the Orthodox Church and dominant church in Serbia after yeah. the democracy and everything it's become so close to the government and now it's a government and the church. It's uh, uh, yeah, almost connected. Even it's still Serbia considered as a secular country, but everything, whatever uh, or whatever, have to um, uh, you consider or make decisions. You but know, being, usually being Serbian is being Orthodox. Yes, so that's yeah. that's the that that's the typical like uh, all other churches, especially evangelicals, they consider as a threatened to the nation, threatened yeah. to our culture, threatened to our tradition. That wasn't the case in communist time because everyone was treated on the same level. Mm. Like churches, okay, but keep your business in your own borders. So don't yeah. you don't have any influence on the government things. Yeah. But but now uh, yeah, if uh, of course that would be good if his influence of the of the uh, uh, Serbian Orthodox Church is it in a way in a good way. I, I mean, like uh, to to proclaim the gospel or to share the ethic values and things like that. But actually, it's not the case. It's more like they're a, more interested in power. Uh, power. It's all yeah. about power and all about keeping people. Uh, all about and, non-spiritual uh, power. Yes, yes. That, which is sad, you know. But yeah. this is like people can still uh, consider them uh, uh, as a as a believers as mm. a Christians, but. They don't believe in God, even in existence of God, but they still do rituals. They still have a sense, and they still, like Orthodox Church, consider them as a faithful believers because this is if you are uh, on, on it's form yeah. without the substance. Yes, of the faith. Com- yes, yeah. completely. Yes, so that's um, the yeah. So uh, you came to Christ. We're excited about him. Started. Uh, sharing your faith with friends mm. in this, um, you know, e- e- well, unique from our perspective. It's no, probably normal mm. place for you. But uh, then, how did you? How did you uh, begin uh, getting involved in in ministry? What was the kind of point at which you kind of realized the Lord was leading you into ministry? Yeah, in the, in the time when I became believer, I uh, I, f- I I was finishing the Bible, uh, the not Bible school. I finishing the veterinarian school. So I the, the what school? Veterinarian school for vet. Okay, like being okay. a vet. Yes, and then uh, and then, but uh, when in very beginning, I thought then this will be my call in the future to mm-hmm. share the gospel. So mm-hmm. that's that's I felt that passion for lost people. I really I I enjoyed share what I was uh 
uh, reading from the New Testament, yeah. and then when uh, when uh, like s- several people got, uh, who also start reading the Bible at the same time in at my work and uh, and also in my my town when I lived, and uh, you know we start gathering together. So it's the small church was formed in the that time, yeah. even like we didn't have any anyone actually who gathered us we we got her on our own and started a church there like yeah. small house church with eight ten people and we decided let's meet uh, Wednesday and Sunday and just reading the Bible and pray together so that was how actually we we started to do our own church activities yeah and uh, even anyone of us belong to any church you know yeah. in evangelical means the church yeah and uh, and uh, but later we we I met uh, people from the Baptist Church and uh, I joined that group and uh, and uh, yeah I just traveled and uh, m- to meet other believers so in the beginning I could see there I'm only one and then it was like 10 of us and then later I found out okay there are actually a little bit bigger number of people <laughs> there's more out there and, than uh, I was aware of yes yeah, yes yeah. yes that's true and uh, and then and then later after uh, Two years, I I uh, I uh, I ended up to in the Bible school. This is where I I joined the Bible school, and then uh, and then after the Bible school, I I was uh, asked to stay with my wife uh, at that time to stay stay. Now was this the Hub Bible School? Yes, Hub Bible talking? School. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you graduated, yes. and then you decided and then, to stay yes, there. Yes. Yes. So okay. the, yeah, we got we got invitations to stay to work and to help. Uh, 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 the Bible school, and then, and then, in, in what in what role or capacity did you uh, start out helping? Yes, it was just help the leader, a leader of the Bible school, and work okay. beside him. Yes, okay. so he, was it like an assistant? Yes, assistant. Okay. Yes, uh, for and he uh, I and I've been uh, assistant of the leader and founder of the school for four years before I step out to be a leader. Okay. Yes. So, and then he uh, he moved back to the UK in uh, in um, 2006 and from 2006 i'm uh, i'm been in charge in the leadership of the ministry of the bible school yeah um do you feel like being in that you know role where you're uh, assisting him uh you know uh, tell me about the bible school versus being the assistant uh how did each of those kind of train you and prepare you for ministry hmm. you know, i think you ne- you you never could be prepared for the ministry you know <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true you know yeah. it is you know it's a, you can, you can because many times i in a, even like when i was uh, i was i worked with beside uh, um, he was uh, 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 my mentor my friend co-worker yeah. and uh, and uh, actually the one who uh, who been used by god than any other people that i know in the whole region and still oh, I, wow. I believe because he uh, he made such a amazing influence in the whole country he came and founded the bible school in that time and he was only 24 years old oh wow yeah so 24 years a uh, young man from the uk came in uh, serbia and learned the language in very first year and started the school and uh, serbia and, uh, is not a very english easy language for an english speaker to learn no it's it? completely different language yeah. and, uh, and, uh, and but you know somebody who who really felt the God's call and and uh, and so he was like one of the great mentors to me yeah. and he taught me about and I I will see okay what means to be a leader how mm. how to 
treat people and uh, and uh, and uh, yeah to me he was perfect in every way even <laughs> his but yeah. i mean i mean as a, he was a good example of of leader yeah. to me and uh, and uh, very open completely open in his life and uh, that really helps me later when he wasn't there he mm. wasn't present but at the same time i remember in my like third fourth year working together many times i would i would i before because i consider myself no 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 this is not then i'm not capable to do this mm. i'm not I, I wasn't raised in a Christian family. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about how I can I can be a leader, how yeah. I can because I, I felt that this is definitely I should be somewhere on a side, invisible instead of someone who will be visible all the time as a leader. And uh, and so that to me that's I don't understand why he wanted me to be in that was yes yeah. and and uh, i i so when, when did he kind of ask you to step into that leadership role yeah it was a, just terror your yeah, he, response he told me he told me that in a time when i wanted to give up oh wow so that's uh, so that was his know, encouragement that, to use it. Uh, I want to quit, and he y- says, "No, I'm going to give you more work." Yes, that's it. That's exactly so what if, happened. Oh, yes. Well, back up, tell me. Let's get in. That's I'm interested in that type of thing. So, um, <laughs> just like, why were you discouraged and thinking about quitting? And then, uh, what you know, what did he say, and what effect did that have yeah, on you? I, it just, yeah, I. I would tell him, okay, this is, you know, it's uh, too hard. I was overwhelmed with the things. Mm-hmm. I was, I felt not capable to manage the things. I was, I felt like. Like what What type of things are you talking about? Uh, like, yeah, to deal with people, to deal with yeah. problems, to talk, to to be on the front, to travel, to preach, to share, to uh, <laughs> to yeah. do ministry on the field. So you were doing, and, a, you were doing so, a ton of stuff. Yes, but, ton yeah. of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, this is like the. The whole ministry, it's just mm-hmm. of the Bible school. It's not like we call this Bible school, but it's really like a huge ministry of doing. It's a ministry helping, network. Yes, helping yeah. other churches, establishing other, uh, supporting former students on a field, helping them to grow in faith and helping them on their leadership positions and many, many fields. So so to me, that was like I I just, I need to, you know, to step out or to quit or to do something else but for him he was a sign then i uh, uh, i i need actually that's for him you know i still don't know why he did that <laughs> to me and uh, but he said okay this is i think this is the time when you 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 should step uh, and to be in a position and actually to lead the, the the ministry of the bible school in that that was like i, I couldn't believe that this going to happen <laughs> because i felt that this how how could be because we like he he was a great leader and yeah. everybody will say okay we rely on someone like he do if if we face the problem or obstacles or whatever we will come to him and and, mm-hmm. and that's you know he's a guy responsible at the end so yeah. somehow it was easier but uh, at the same time i we uh, uh, yeah you know this like uh, uh, about a year of processing the the and managing to this transition it was it, it was uh, we believe it was God's guidance. Mm. Even many times in the ministry after that, I somehow I was said, "God, why me? 
Yeah. And uh, which is like, I think everyone experienced that is in a ministry, not uh, true when, when we feel like uh, obstacles and things then we faced and problems then we uh, will happen, you know, we just feel like that. But at the same time, we understand the God's call. We understand, I understand. Yeah. And, uh, and then, then if I'm not a perfect, I'm sinful and, uh, and, uh, but God is helping me to go, to keep going and to do and to give my best and uh, and uh, and God will uh will bless that as uh, as uh, accord, according his will yeah yeah you, you know some you say sometimes you think you know god why me i think there's two ways everybody in ministry thinks about that sometimes it's when the struggles come and you think mm. oh god why me and then there's other times you look at the way that the Lord's working mm. and blessing the ministry, mm. and you just think, Lord, why me? Like, mm. why? Why yeah. are you? Yes, you know, yes. I don't, I don't, I deserve, don't deserve this. Yes, exactly. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it can, it can go either way in yes, ministry either. and swing yeah. from those yeah. poles. And definitely, one of the things that I will, it's just God helped me to go on. Is I, I would see that all the things that happened through the ministry of the Bible school. It's like, like one of the main rewarding thing is to see how the word of God changing people's life over yeah. a year. So in the Bible school, we teach the Bible. So the, the whole year, there are a two-year program. The main mm-hmm. program is a first year when with 900 lectures and about 35 different teachers in one year intensive That's a lot of lectures it, all, it is <laughs> and with very intensive program uh so so students so can, what do, what does that look like on a typical day or a typical week yes. for a student there uh-huh. so we uh it's five days of teaching okay and uh, we start like day we start at 7 15 a.m every day and with uh, our prayer meeting when the students and the staff read the psalm together so yeah. some of the students or the team share the psalm and we have worship time prayer time which is to till eight o'clock eight o'clock we have a breakfast at nine o'clock till 4 p.m 9 a.m to 4 p.m we have a lectures so six okay. lectures every day five days a week okay. so that's uh that's the typical Do they stop for lunch like yes they have a, <laughs> yes at one o'clock we have a, a lunch break and, uh, and dinner of course but the six hour six lectures every day five days a week uh so usually like monday monday to saturday is a teaching days mm-hmm. uh, except thursday and the thursday we call this practical day where we go out and, uh, and share the gospel so we visit different churches we visit uh just uh, in the cities we share the gospels we do the uh, helping other people that yeah. need so we do practical so we prepare that practical day and uh, how students could apply what they learn in a class mm. they could apply. So Thursday is always like a break of teaching, but it's a practical day when you yeah. go out. And sat- Sunday is a day when we travel to different churches where we serve with the students. So students also get the practical work. They could serve in different churches. Sometimes we split in different groups, split in different groups. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, so it's very, like the whole week, it's very intensive. And yeah. the whole year, it's very, so it, it's just like a fast train. Then we go through the Bible. The, the six lectures yeah. you have, are they studying six different subjects or are they like, we're going through the book of Philippians yes, and we're going Yes, it's a everyone. whole book. Yes. Okay. So we go to the book. So usually like we have three hours lecture 
scriptures from the New Testament book and okay. three hours from the Old Testament. Okay. And that's typical. Sometimes we have only like one book in one one week, okay. uh, and uh, it depends on the length of, of the of the book. But uh, but the... we cover the whole Bible. So the okay. subjects are the uh, Bible books. Okay. So and then yeah. what do you do for the second year? Yes, it's a practical courses. Okay. So so more like we have general subjects, church ministry subjects, uh, uh, some pr- practical skills managing, and uh, so also they, but also lots of practical work outside of school. So they do do have a teaching of three weeks at the school and three weeks on the field. And three weeks school, three weeks field, and that's a whole year like that. Three weeks okay. school, and then this is how. So getting so, the, getting them really involved. More, yes, yes. So more. they, uh, yeah, we monitor them. We send them to the different church or different place where they could serve for three weeks, and they got back to for three weeks of teaching, and then, uh, n- then, yeah. So, what do you see as the biggest challenge to uh, ministry effectiveness and the students you're training? Hmm. Biggest challenge for yeah. uh, while or uh, while they're well, g- give uh-huh. me b- give me both. Give me while they're in okay. the training and then after they're out. Yeah, I, I, I you, sometimes I one of the things sometimes churches uh, wants uh, this is like like one of the maybe problem in a in evangelical church is Serbia. Mm-hmm. It's uh, there is not much discipleship work in a church. Mm-hmm. So sometimes. You know, uh, the uh, churches consider okay. Maybe it's a Bible school is place. Then they could be as disciples. So they out outsource. So they uh, yes, and sometimes we got we they will send people who actually they maybe they never read the Bible, mm. uh, the whole Bible, or yeah. uh, or you know in a, uh, and they are they already been built in a, in a church for a years or something. So sometimes that's that's become a challenge. Or sometimes you know we deal with uh, yeah with different kind of problems and yeah. then issues and and uh, and sometimes because they they will come in a, from maybe very traditional or older church and uh, and somehow they start learning a lot and then and then this comes uh, as a conflict to their church you know because uh, because uh, the they start okay Telling them what we've seen in other places, other churches, mm-hmm. and uh, somehow their eyes open, and then and then that's that's maybe not accepted very positively from mm-hmm. the, from the local church, example yeah. where they come from. So sometimes this kind of of sit and and then I will receive the call, and then they will ask me, okay, do you teach your students to not respect the pastors and uh, so of course yeah. we don't teach them but you know when something happened you know yeah. we deal with that you know then you know just just they feel then okay i understand you know we uh, students have uh, when they come to the bible school they will go to many different places many different churches they will yeah. learn things then maybe they haven't seen or or learned before so yeah. so that's somehow always make a, like a, some turbulence in in a, in a, or relationship with other churches but this is the way actually how everybody everybody grows yeah yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. so what are some times um we've talked about it a little bit but what are some uh, difficulties you've been through in, in your own ministry. You've talked about some of the encouraging things mm. you love to see people mm. transformed when they read the Word of God. And uh, w- what are some difficulties you've 
been through, and then uh, things God has taught you through those difficulties in ministry, mm. if you're willing to share. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's a, the, when I think about the years, like I'm already, uh, yeah, almost almost 18 years in the ministry. So mm. 18, not 80, 18, <laughs> yes. <laughs> not yeah. yet. Not yet, not yeah. Yet. 18 years, uh, yeah, it's like, it, I know it's so, so much joy we experienced, but at the same time, uh, lots of things then, uh, yeah, it was hard to me to... Uh, uh, even accept and understand, and many, many times, and many times, I just don't understand the things that I have to go through. And even now, when I remember of some some situations, but uh, but one of the hardest things probably is when uh, it's happened when it's happened to my family, like personal family, when yeah. Sarah, my oldest daughter, or all oldest daughter, was diagnosed with a brain tumor with cancer. So so that's uh, when was that. That was in 2012, okay. yes. So uh, that was uh, like a 10th year of my ministry. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, somehow, uh, to me, that was like one of the things and I was, uh, yeah, I never doubt uh, in God, you know, in yeah. a way then, you know, it's, uh, and even like I didn't ask God why God you did or allowed that because I, I already preach. I already know. I already, <laughs> I have like, uh, uh, yeah. So you have the mental answers. Yes, I have yeah. mental lectures all the time. But yeah. I'm emotionally and in my heart, I was very sad, and uh, and somehow I, I will, I will feel uh, not. I will, I will not ask God why because I know answers. Then okay, there is um, uh, reasons, and uh, and uh, you know God has control and yeah. all kinds of stuff. Having answers, having answers, and having peace are two different things. Yes, yeah. yes, that's true. Yes, so I, I I have a peace. My family, we yeah. we we understand what means to have a peace. But at the same time, I understand and I have to learn one thing: to not. To uh, don't control my future because my future and uh, of or family and uh, family of and my and future of my ministry and future, uh, it really depends on him, not on me. So as a leader, you always try to manage and to solve the problems, yeah. and you feel you have a, a problem, and then you always deal. Okay, how to solve that problem? Yeah. Somebody come with the problems, and you always seek for the solutions for the problems. And and in the ministry, actually, somehow you learn pretty good how to deal with the problems, <laughs> yeah. and then the problems come to my life. Then it's uh, it's the 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 most difficult yeah. and uh, and then the the most precious thing in my life and then i felt helpless mm-hmm. i felt uh out of control in a way that i cannot do anything yeah. so that was a place you when you can't fix that i cannot problem. fix so i have it. a problem but it's expecting from me to deal with the problem but now i was just stuck and then that feeling was the worst feeling that i ever experienced in my yeah. life probably just feeling then and it's I, not just you it's yeah, your daughter that's yes that's so daughter and then i want i want to give up my life i want to like for her but you cannot do yeah. that you are just you feel give me the two yes yeah, yeah. so you whatever work. it costs i will do and then you are just there to sit and to wait for God, God to take 
his control. And also, like, to think about the future, always, like, we are very, as a human beings, we always think about tomorrow, about the, mm-hmm. and for us, like, tomorrow was the, the worst thoughts mm-hmm. that we can think about, because in that time, for us, our child was dying child. Mm-hmm. So I, t- you know, if we think about tomorrow, I cannot understand how I can I cannot give up of my ch- daughter. So my yeah. life, I cannot, I will not be able to live with, I with that, you know, yeah. to to experience such a thing. Then it's it's just not bearable. It's just mm-hmm. not possible. Even as a Christians, you know, you yeah. just feel then you you can't go through that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, God God also teaching me. And my wife as well, the lessons, okay, so we don't have a tomorrow. We don't hold tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We have only today. So today you have your daughter. You, today you have your family. Today you have me. So this is all what you need. So this is like we start, we start, my wife and I, we decided in the very first days to pray. And when we realized and we are out of control, we, we are scared about tomorrow. So what we should do? And we start praying the simple prayer, God, give us strength for today. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow we will pray the same prayer. God, thank you. We have today. Only today, give us to survive this day. We don't know what is going to be, t- be tomorrow. We are out of control. It's hard, you know, or, or hearts is broken. You know, we cry, but this is how it is. You know, we are human beings. We are uh, limited with everything, you know, and then... You become much more aware of those limitations. Uh, it is, you, you know, and it, it is. Yeah, we are completely so. It's our, our, our lives, lives of our children non depend on us yeah. so so just teach us how to to accept that and to live with that and and somehow you can you can uh because you are faithful you can lead us through through yeah. everything and and even people will come you know sometimes they will use like cliches like everything is going to be all right <laughs> and things like that which is we understand that how and how it's and and sometimes even christians we said you know i pray i feel you know she's healed and things like that which is i we think why you get annoyed by that why, yeah <laughs> of course because why will god but you, you know, if even like when we think about the healing, you know, it's uh, if for us like we, I never thought that God could heal people. Yeah. You know what? So why she will be diagnosed and then she will be healed in that, uh, like um, uh, 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 and tomorrow scans yeah. will be cleared. Yeah. And then what? My faith will be more stronger than it was. Mm-hmm. I don't think so because I never doubt that in in his power of healing. So we understand in the beginning, my wife and I, we understand this is the path that actually God is is putting in front of us. We don't know what is going to be, but we know that this is something that he he ordered by his uh, will. Somehow, even like uh, the the old heart, I know, I know, you know, he not the cause the 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 uh, sickness and yeah. the 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 problems, and but at the same time, he allows that, and he he knows, and and we we just we just have to rely on that. So in that time, like the, Job says, uh, we've accepted good from the Lord. Will we not accept? People? Yes, exactly. And and even like with hard, this is not easy. Like not like okay, we will do that. It's it was like, 
very uh, tough time, you know, for us. For yeah, but at the same time, you know, it's it's it was yeah, it, it's God's helping us, and we start yeah. thinking how to now, help others at the yeah. at the same time. Now, for yeah. for, for those of people who are listening who don't know what the outcome mm-hmm. of those things yeah. were, please tell that they might be still worried about your your daughter. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, we we had the only connections actually we had for with uh, with uh, church in uh, in uh, with uh, with the Christians in the states actually we have uh, connections with the people from Memphis area mm-hmm. so so and then already people from Memphis Memphis will start coming to Serbia and to teach at the Bible school so yeah. even my before my daughter was diagnosed so and then in very first week one of the people from uh, 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 who's been coming to Serbia? He's a member of First Event Church, yeah. and he wrote me email and he said, "Okay, there is a hospital in Memphis. Maybe it's a, probably it's one of the best in the world. You can maybe maybe you can look and yeah. see if there is a something. Then maybe they could help." And then I wrote the email to the Which hospital. Which is crazy. And you, it's crazy, you know. It, you're yeah. in Serbia and there's this world-class yes. hospital in Memphis yes. and these people from Memphis And have these been people from there. Memphis. And then I wrote the email and very quickly uh, we've been accepted. And then, and then we ended up here in Memphis in a place where we actually already have a friends. Mm-hmm. We already knew people. And, uh, and we, we have a hospital, which is... Uh, actually, the place where where my my daughter received the best possible hum, human care, yeah, and uh, and uh, so she's been treated here, and then you know this that was amazing amazing journey for us. So yeah. so God and through all this, what happened to here also happened many good things. Even like mm-hmm. despite the 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 how. Uh, having a cancer, having the daughter uh, treated, and every, you know, and the, but at the same time, all experiences what we experience here as a family, and uh, also Sarah as my daughter through the yeah. treatment, and after the treatment, after we got back to Serbia and uh, start serving people and families who are affected with cancer in our mm. own country. So that's actually even like we know, okay, suffering or own suffering, even I still hate that so much. Sometimes yeah. I still feel I want my life back. And <laughs> uh, and then often we say life before the cancer and life mm. after. And But at the same time we see then, then the, the suffering in God's hands actually, it actually even suffering could could bring something good. And, uh, story and, uh, of the cross. <laughs> story of the cross. Exactly. Yeah. How actually some someone who you know you you don't want to see your daughter suffer, no. but suffering is never in vain if it's part of God's will and His control. Yeah. So that's we experience that. We know that even like we still hate suffering. We yeah. still hate. Uh, yeah, all of us like we we run away from that, <laughs> but we we live in a world when we experience when we can see we can uh, we can experience we can hear others how experience the suffer all yeah every day and and uh, you actually yeah. i mean obviously now you know you're ministering to these families in serbia mm-hmm. you've have cancer children yeah. have cancer and you're obviously able to do that in a way somebody yes. like me who hasn't gone through that yes. can't 
And you actually started a, a camp for uh, yes, people yeah. over there. So we call this Camp Hope, and uh, it's nothing like like Camp Hope don't, doesn't exist in uh, in our country. <laughs> so I know in the in the states there are many those kind of things yeah. that are actually helping uh, families uh, affected with disability, with cancer, mm-hmm. and different kinds of things. But in Serbia, nothing like that, and also nothing, especially nothing from the church or from mm-hmm. the evangelicals that they can do. Uh, to ministry to those people. So so for us, when Sarah was diagnosed, God somehow opened a new world for us. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that world then was completely unknown for us. Yeah. It was a world of people and, and uh, families affected with the cancer with their children. Mm. So and uh, that's uh, actually, that's the world is a big world. Mm. And uh, so many people... Uh, so many people suffer with uh, with the cancer. So so somehow, uh, naturally, we were able to meet those families, to be beside those families, and they they will get our phone numbers all the time. We yeah. will speak with them. We will go to the hospitals, bring somehow, uh, give them hope, give them yeah. hope because we live in a society where where uh, uh, people consider disease as some curse. Mm. And uh, people usually they are afraid of people who, who suffer, and uh, and uh, they're and afraid the curse might rub yes, off. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And they are sinful people, so that's uh, probably they did something wrong or something yeah. like that, you know, because they suffer, and sometimes they feel okay. The children they can. Uh, uh, healthy children could catch that disease as well, you know. Mm. So all kinds of thoughts actually put people who suffer away from the society, which yeah. is very sad. This is the same thing with children with disability. Mm. And we see that those people actually are away from community. And uh, and uh, and even like, like families... Modern-day modern lepers almost. It is, it is, yes. And, and at the same time, even the closest part of the family just run away from from part oh, of the families who, who suffer. Just, just they cannot cope with that mm. and they they just run away so many times in the most time of uh, the most needed time on their lives they are usually uh, uh, yeah stayed alone you know Golly. without anyone and uh, and then and then we somehow we we were able in even in a small sense just to bring hope for the future to share the gospel and to organize those camps that where the families could come at our facility at Who Bible School in the summertime when the school is off. So we have five days retreat for the whole family then can come with their children and with the children who has disease, but not only children with disease, it's a whole family camp. Mm-hmm. So they can come, they can have a time for rest, to talk with other families, to to share their experiences, but at the same time, we, we very much it's evangelical influence. We share the gospel, we share the message of the Bible, we share about the the uh, the the one who loves us and the, for uh, the one who actually hold the future over or of or things in his hands. So so this is like the the message in our families. Uh, who are affected with cancer needs to to hear, mm. and uh, even like when they 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 uh, they face maybe in a future death of their child or whatever, there is a hope. There is a hope for their children, but there is a hope for them as well. So this is like somehow we bring the good news for them. You know, despite the bad news, then doctors bring, but we bring the good news. Then there is a a life 
even after that life. Yeah. And so this life is not the end. So for many people, it's this life is only what we have. Yeah. But when we told, to tell them, okay, this is Jesus, what, what actually he brought to us. And uh, and this kind of he has hope, a life that overcomes death. It's it's a camp is wonderful because majority of families never ever heard that. So mm. it's completely like no, uh, and the 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 whole camp we call camp hope. Yeah, and it's it's they uh, don't know what that is coming in. <laughs> yes, it's and after you know for them that's uh, the the camp hope became the best place for them and for mm. their lives. Always they want to come back, you know, yeah. and we have, we already, we, this summer we had the fifth camp, Camp yeah. Hope for children, families with children with uh, with uh, with cancer, but also we do the Camp Hope for children affected with disability. Mm. So this last summer we hold, we had the three camps and 45 families were able to join us for the those camps and where they're able to hear the gospel, to hear the hope, to to go back uh, home encouraged, and uh, and uh, so that's that's something that we will never think that we will be able to do, but actually come through suffering. Mm. It's a uh, yeah. So that's it. Cost you know. So th- those I would say in a ministry sometimes to those things happen when you see. So many people encouraged, not only families, it's it's like many volunteers, like hundreds of volunteers mm. are encouraged, uh, join the, this community and helping them. And you see so many things happen. And but before all these things happen, it's uh, yeah, one uh, girl was diagnosed with a cancer in 2012. And yeah, all this led to that. All, yeah. That one moment led to all this. Mm. Um, I know you've got to leave pretty soon here. Uh, uh, one thing I want I want to ask before you go is, you know, in, in ministry, I mean, it sounds like you're involved in so many different things. The, you know, the network of churches, the hoop that's training people, and I think it's fabulous that you do follow up with the people. And yeah. you know, it, seminary is not just a come in, come out. Y'all really make sure that you're um, following through, following mm-hmm. up, developing people throughout. Uh, and then, you know, this Camp Hope and childhood cancer and all these things, I, I feel like sometimes in ministry there's a temptation uh, to be focused really on uh, the things going on around outside of us and, and not what goes on between us and the Lord. How have you made sure to maintain a relationship with the Lord amidst all the Distraction, good distractions, but distractions of ministry. Yeah, yeah. Yes, definitely sometimes in ministry, especially like when you are full-time, completely involved in a, a Christian-centric, gospel-centric ministry, mm-hmm. I would say you all the time, your mouth is full with the God yeah. <laughs> and, and His Word. Yeah. So all the time you use that, you use that language, you speak with the people, you manage the problems, you always point on the Bible, you you preach the Bible, so and as uh, in, in ministry, that's that's a great that's advantage of being in a ministry. So you are like somehow close to God, but at the same time, it is huge thing because you know God. <laughs> to me, sometimes I would say when I'm alone, uh, I would say, okay, I'm I'm empty. Mm-hmm. So I'm I all the time I'm a giver. Mm-hmm. All the time I need to do something. All the time I need to 
be even a front and be um, perfect <laughs> in in a way. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> That's my hospital number. Uh oh. Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's, a, it's okay. So I'll I'll just uh, yeah. So in in ministry, how do you? Uh, keep from allowing all the external distractions, even though they're good distractions, um, how do you protect your relationship with God in the midst of that? Yeah, so definitely that's, as I said, you know, one of the things then it's uh, uh, the ministry cannot change your, your, cannot change your uh, personal relationship with God. So yeah. this is like like uh, being you in ministry or be outside of ministry. You need personal relationship with God. To me, sometimes my ministry uh, somehow exchanged that. So mm-hmm. I'm do already enough for God. So that's sometimes you can feel okay. The ministry is a relationship with God. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah. You know, it's ministry. It's something okay. We do things as everybody does. You know, God is here. So even during my day, I will pray to God countless of times. I will think about mm-hmm. God. I will say, God, help me now. I don't know. Don't. So this is relationship. But at the same time, you know, uh, feeling the presence of God is something then it should not come from my head. It needs to come from my heart. I mean, to seek him uh, to be faithful to him, to understand his will. I just need to be, usually like to me, it helps me just to be away, just to be alone, just to, uh, yes, it's very hard. This is like, I, I, it's a... Uh, I, think, I think a little bit, you know, you, you mentioned doing all the things for him. I think sometimes of like in marriage, you can be doing a lot of things for your wife, yes. but not really yes. connecting exactly. with yes, your wife. Yes. The same thing in ministry. Same, same. Doing, yes. doing things for God. And especially with our relationship with God, we never want to be more obsessed about what we're doing for God than what, what he's done yeah. for us. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah. So that's the, that's uh, probably that's the the case with uh, with the, all people in the ministry and yeah. to feel uh, lonely at the same time as yeah, well in yeah, ministry. Yeah. This is something then we, uh, yeah, we exp- you are surrounded all the time, but countless of people. And mm-hmm. then you feel alone, mm-hmm. you feel alone. And then you, uh, but okay, maybe I, I also consider that even like it's a bit hard. Uh, it's a, that's hard part, but I consider that it's something that God allowed that with a purpose, just to feel that loneliness to show us that actually we need him. Mm-hmm. We need him more than anything. Yeah. So we need him more than all other people. And whatever we can do for God, actually, at the end, God actually doesn't need us. He just wants us, yeah. you know, and uh, the, doesn't need from us to do things. He just wants us and to have this, like, uh, I, I, sometimes I've felt that God, I want to be joyful, same as I was when I was 18 years mm-hmm. old, reading my Bible for the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. So I want that joy. Yeah. Of course, we cannot live on that joy all the <laughs> life. But this is the way, actually, that was, to me, that time was, I felt like the closest relationship ever. But, but during the years, you just learned to live your life on your own. And, uh, but at the same time, God's, 
God, God is not far and God is not changing. Mm-hmm. We're changing and the circumstances changing mm-hmm. and we, uh, we just need to understand then, you know, uh, and to have the faith in the same God uh, who um, actually saved us from the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. Somebody asked me, when you feel distant from God, who do you think moved? Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> yes, probably wasn't true. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. thank you so much uh, for okay. sharing. I know you've got to run, but uh, I really enjoyed the conversation. I hope it blesses and edifies uh, a lot of people. Thanks for all you uh, do for the Lord, and I pray that you're uh, continually renewed by the joy that comes from him yeah. as you seek and serve him and lead others in that in mm-hmm. Serbia. Thanks yeah. so much, Lajan. Thank you so much, Seth. Thank you. If this podcast has been encouraging to you, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line at survivingministrypodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, congratulations, you survived this podcast.